0: I'm Lucy Stratton.
1: And I am Rick Cosgrove.
0: And you're listening to Experiential Alchemy, where we talk to event experts about themselves.
1: How they got started in their careers, where they are, where they're going, and how Experiential plays into it all.
0: And I'm very excited for today's guest.
1: Today, we are joined by Jessica Jennings, the Associate Director of Experiential Marketing at Cameo.
0: So Jess has been named one of BizBash's most influential event professionals in 2021. She has over 12 years of experience in live and virtual event production, integrated marketing, with a focus on entertainment with companies like Pandora and now Cameo.
1: Welcome, Jess.
0: Thank you. I'm so excited for today's podcast.
1: So glad you're here.
0: So um, I think Cameo is a newer company to some i am a big fan i love getting cameos i love when friends get cameos and post them but i'm curious to hear how cameos approaching experiential from the ground up as a startup um and i guess maybe how does it differ from what you were doing prior to that with pandora or you know other companies
2: yeah so cameo i mean being a quote-unquote startup versus where i came from where there was established company for over 10, 15 years. Um, It's definitely been a a ride. I mean, I've been there for now five months and I was hired to build a department and grow a team in experiential marketing. Um, There is a marketing team, but they're also very, very new. So it's been really interesting just learning the ins and outs of how Cameo works. Um, They do have an amazing plethora of talent on the platform, which is you know, really, really great to start to work with, but in terms of doing events and experiential, you know, we have to have those relationships. We have to build a process of how we do things. We have to figure out what the objectives and the goals are of the company. Um, so we're working through all of those things. Um, I definitely have pitched like a strategy to our CEO and our GLT, and they are all on board, but now it's more of like, okay, what are the baby steps to get there? Because it was definitely a a very holistic, um, aggressive sort of strategy, but baby steps to get there are, you know, trial and error of events, figuring out, okay, do we like, is it a talent acquisition play or do we wanna keep our talent relations team more involved? Um, Do we break it out into verticals and do more genre-based talent events, or do we focus everything on brand marketing and do consumer facing events? So (laughs) I think there's so many different parts and pieces to what we're trying to build out. And there's definitely a strategy that's there. We want to build revenue streaming events. We want to build brand loyalty, but it's like, we're just in the process of getting there and trying to figure out what makes the most sense for the company as well as, okay, internally, what resources do we have and how can we make them work?
0: Nice. nice. That makes sense. And it sounds like a lot, but also very exciting, yeah. sort of <laughs> figuring out, I guess you make a good point on all the different audiences that are, I guess, stakeholders with Cameo and connecting with them and using Experiential to do so. And it sounds like it's very much blank canvas because it hasn't been done before. Totally. Uh, yeah.
2: And how I built but- out the strategy was very, well, the North star strategy was very interesting and like we, I separated it into three different pillars. So those three pillars were our talent events, our brand moments, and then our fan conventions. Mm -hmm. So, and they all have different sort of aspects to them and how we, they're, you know, very cross-functional, but they're very, very different types of events that we would do for each category. That makes sense.
0: Yes. I bet the talent events are going to be very cool and fun Yeah, <laughs> because you have such a broad array of people on the platform. That's like the fun part of it.
2: Yeah. And it's, it's awesome because the talent on the platform love it. I mean, you know, something that they use as either like an escape or, you know, they build connections. It's really like a personalized connection that they can build with their fans. Um, it's almost like to me it would be if I were to do it ever, if I'm famous. Probably not, but it's almost to me like like a good deed of the day. Like I'm giving someone some positive positivity, and like you know, I'm giving someone this piece of art sort of that I'm creating for them that they've asked for. But you know, it's it's a personalized connection to someone else that they love. So it's a really really cool. I like the concept of Cameo, and I love the brand. So I'm excited to be there.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's essentially almost. All surprise and delight, like the cases and in people scheduling one and getting one. I, I know, you know, even me and my friends actually, we just recently sent a cameo of uh, Chris Hansen to give a little catch a predator crack to another buddy for, on his birthday. But, you know, it's got to be so fun to not only be building out the experiential team, but be doing it for essentially a, a, an experiential concept. Um, And like with that, you know, for inexperiential in 2022 right now, like, what do you see, you know, being cameos role in that? And where are you guys going in this coming year?
2: I would love to know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We are definitely in the process. As I mentioned, baby steps, um, figuring out, you know, what that strategy is again, what our goals and objectives are for the year. Our CEO, loves events. Um, he loves attending them. He loves, you know, when we produce them, um, in the four months that I was there between August and November or December, I executed six different events and they were completely different. Um, you know, whether it was a digital marketing stunt strategy or a tailgate with a concert or an expo booth at Chicago marathon, I mean, they were just all so, so different. So that was a lot of the trial and error. Mm -hmm. And I got to sort of like have a relationship with the CEO and figure out what he likes, what he wants. You know, he has this whole vision for the entire company and I'm just a piece of it. So, but also events are the face of a company. So in terms of where we're going for 2022, um, I think it'll be some more trial and error. I think that we will still continue do some of the, to do some of the staple events that we've done, like show up at Lollapalooza, do some sort of Super Bowl, Super Bowl event, show up at college um, football games because collegiate teens can now use their name, image, and likeness. So we want to make sure that we're in that market. Hmm. And there's a few other, you know, things sprinkled in there that we'll do. Marketing event extensions, um, you know, stuff with talent. So there's, in terms of experiential or at least events for cameo there will be different stuff going on but in terms of like the strategy and experiential of what we want it to be i want to make an experience that where talent can personally connect with fans so that's sort of the goal in all of these events but we're just you know again as i mentioned in the process of figuring out how to get there
1: sure
0: love that. right that's like another part of the magic of it i love that it works both ways like the talent feel so good about participating and then the recipients obviously love it yeah i was just i was thinking about rick um and kate kate can edit this out but we were at a friend's dinner party and she had had a couple glasses of wine and she's like let's get a bunch of cameos like that was her (laughs) idea of an activity for the night yes (laughs) i was like i it's... wonder how many people do that like they're just sitting around there, like this would be so fun if this celebrity talked to us tonight <laughs> Like, it gives them that direct line and like i understand so much the appeal of that it's so cool well
2: it's cool too because you can like message them you can set up calls with them right um we're rolling out cameo live so there's definitely like so many different features other than just like booking a cameo you know a mm-hmm. video message right. um It's been cool too, because there's been a lot of sort of plugs in different TV shows. So like I saw like Bravo, Luann was talking about how she was doing her cameos, you know, on that big trip that they went to. And then last night I was watching the second season of cheer and all the cheerleaders from the first season are on cameo or most of them are, but they, there was a couple plugs in the show that was like, oh yeah, I'm just doing my cameos like at the nail salon or wherever they were like it was it was really funny and it's cool to that's see fun. because yeah people you know they like it they connect with their fans they make a living off of it it's great for the talent it's great for the fan um yeah it, it was funny it's cool to see that like especially on a tv show that's so funny what's
0: what's like the best cameo you've seen if you were gonna give a <laughs> recommendation of a celebrity to head up
2: oh god um it's actually cool because in our we have a weekly all hands and we get to see like the cameo of the week, but I personally love right now, the island boys, um, <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> if, if you could get a cameo from them, they're so great. They actually did one. My brother is a fighter pilot in the air force and they did one for his squadron. Um, and they were—they like made a whole song about like flying fighter jets, and they made it like awesome. super hysterical. Oh my but... <laughs> gosh, that's so funny! That's
1: and really you say fun. you talking about uh, the season two of Cheer—it's funny because one of them actually we got a cameo for at the end of our last years for our town hall. So like one of the things we did was as the town hall kicked yeah. off, it was just a series of cameos, and one was from uh, somebody from Cheer, which is so funny.
2: Oh, that's so funny they're great it, especially for business we have a whole cameo for business our c for b team is really thriving and just like getting talent to do stuff for for companies and we also have cameo live where we'll record um events on there so that's a whole other you know event side of the business that I'm gonna tap into more this year but we're still it's like a slow rollout with how it, all of that's working yeah that'll be fun nice yeah
0: Okay, well, I'll bring it back to you, Jess, a little bit here. Uh, but <laughs> what advice would you give to young people trying to get into the events industry? Um, and then maybe what about folks who are trying to break into entertainment, in- entertainment marketing specifically?
2: I think, for in terms of just you know what to do to get into the business, it's for me it was all about connections and who I knew and my experience. So I know that's so hard for. <laughs> people to hear coming out of like high school or college like okay your experience is something important to have when you're trying to build a career but you know in high school and college you can also do you can get your hands dirty you know go volunteer for events um just be in that world so that you meet people and once you meet people you grow those connections i mean i have connections still from events that i did 15 years ago in college so i'm not that old but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um you know like i think having a, a solid connection base and also trusting in people that you sort of jive with you know there was definitely very very solid people along the way in my career that i didn't let go of and i sort of always kept in touch of, with and made sure you know okay you know i like this person i also worked with a lot of the girls on my team at pandora for 10 years from billboard to Pandora we always have stayed in touch so I think building that connection base and you know again getting your hands dirty volunteering going to events doing events working them just getting that experience because it really really takes a specific person to do events you have to you know be able to deal with things in a high stress environment and if you are already an anxiety-ridden person then maybe it's not for you um so I think that's that's really really important. Sure. Yeah. I think what too. That's good advice. I think. You,
1: you, oh, go ahead, Liz. Yeah,
0: you can start early. I was just thinking, like, there's probably so many opportunities to get involved, and like you said, figure it out if it might be a career path or if it's just something. Because you're right. I think they list on. I, I see it all the time on lists. It's like firefighter, EMT, and then event planner. Right. And it <laughs> would be better to figure out very quickly <laughs> if that's going to be something that's just going to add a lot of stress to your life. Um, and if that's the path you want to take,
1: totally.
2: yeah. And events, I mean, there's seasons for it, right? Like, you know, maybe it's not always something that you'll do forever, but I mean, I'll do it forever probably, but, <laughs> but it's also, you know, it's a very time consuming, very, you have to have a really good work ethic to do events and be very super organized. You know, I mean, I feel like I see on resume resumes all the time, like, I'm organized, I'm detailed, I'm blah blah blah. I'm like, but what is your who are you? Like what is mm-hmm. your character? What is your personality? Because those are the things that I'm going to pay attention to on a david event, not if you have things in an excel sheet.
1: Right. Yeah, I think that's For Sure. It's and... like
0: be, it's being in the trenches. Yeah totally so no it's just
1: that you made you know you made the comment that you'll be in events for forever how do you how do you personally continue to learn you know just to stay on top of the things in your role and what's happening in the industry and how things are evolving with new technologies and especially now that we're you know kind of through the pandemic forced into this virtual space but now hybrids coming out of it with a lot of positives of reaching new markets and, and demographics of people like How do you continue to learn?
2: I, I, well, I love going to events and I just love watching them too. So I'll watch as many virtual events as I can. You know, when the pandemic hit, I was very we at Pandora. I was still there and we pivoted very quickly to virtual events and did very large scale virtual events with a list artists and multiple sponsors. So things happened so quickly there that I was thrown into it. And I led a lot of those events, which was awesome for me. It was a huge, huge challenge and huge learning curve. Um, but it was so much fun. Like I, it, the roles kind of changed though. I felt like I was more of like a program slash project manager Mm. for the virtual events versus like a lead. Um, so it definitely, it was like a, a very weird mix up, but. it was still cool because I was like, you know what, this is a challenge. I haven't done this ever. And I love learning. And then now in terms of just like what's happening in the world, I mean, with metaverse coming out, NFTs, I'm just like, I feel like I need to catch up again. So (laughs) definitely a lot of learning that I have to do there. But in terms of just keeping up with the Joneses, it's more of like you know what's in BizBash, what's in forbes you know what are the trends happening what do we see consumers doing is COVID still a thing of course it is so like what do we is virtual and is the hybrid event world still happening are virtual numbers dropping which i've heard they are um people want to get out there they want to have a connection they want to have experiences so yep. virtual numbers yeah they're gonna go down and maybe that's not good for a brand anymore so right. i think it's really Keeping up with the trends of what's happening in the world to be able to make an educated guess. Like, you know, Super Bowl is in LA. LA's high, high COVID risk right now. Will it be in a month? I don't know. But mm-hmm. we're still planning as is. We're going to do in person right now and not virtual. So, because I think people will still come, they'll still show up. Agreed. We got to get in person.
1: It, it's what everybody's <laughs> itching for. I feel like this has been, it's been a band aid, and the truth is, the attention spans have also been lost too, right? I think a lot of the what we've seen over the last you know year is, unless this virtual event is hyper pertinent to your industry or your profession, mm-hmm. it almost is treated as a background noise, like listening to music, and people aren't really fully tuned in. And it's become really passive, which is almost the exact opposite of everything that you're trying to accomplish with experiential, right? You want people actively engaged and actively working, you know, and collaborating with one another and not just listening. So I, uh, we are fully on board with the return to physical (laughs) and, and look, the hybrid component is great too. And being able to uh, tap into those audiences that don't have either the means of getting somewhere, um, whether that be just through transportation or global, you know, positioning or even the spend. But ultimately I think that physical connection is, it's just part of human nature. So.
2: Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, people, consumers want experiences and they want something, some, somewhere to go that's safe somewhere that they, to go that's they can escape to and also just have an in-person, totally immersive experience that they can learn from that will also just drive brand loyalty to whatever brand you're working with.
1: Absolutely. All right, Lucy, let's get into our our fun questions. Yeah.
2: That's
0: fun, yeah. Okay, so so you were given a few million extra budget to build an (laughs) event without restrictions. So, well, no budget. parameters (laughs) parameters <laughs> and no no covid is existing in this in this world. So what Can are some of your dream <laughs> <laughs> I would love to make that happen now. Um but what are your
2: dream elements and activations? Ooh. This is a good question. I love a lot of programming. Like I <laughs> Do you guys watch Succession? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you seen <laughs> like kendall roy's birthday party
0: <laughs> oh my gosh yes that was so epic i was like so interesting watching that as an event planner i, I yeah. shouldn't go up on the I was cross like...
1: i shouldn't go up on the cross right guys
0: <laughs> actually rick's voice sometimes it sometimes sounds like kendall i've told him that he's not happy about it's only it, it, oh my gosh. it's only
1: the voice and maybe my my monotoneness at times and i'm like please personality wise i'm not bad please
2: <laughs> no, no no you're no. not <laughs> i could tell you're not <laughs> but like just like that that the fact that you know i was trying to figure out what venue that was i was like where is this um <laughs> but uh something really unique that is a, I know i keep saying like experience but a literal like you walk in and you're so immersed in something that it's a journey you know for the consumer mm-hmm so I don't want to like example Kendall Roy's birthday party, but you know, some, <laughs> something where you're, you're just very, um, <laughs> I'm botching this by the way.
1: <laughs> you're not allowed you're to good. go. You can't go in the treehouse. That's all I can tell you.
2: You're yeah. not allowed.
1: So you need areas like that too, that are purely VIP and just aspirational. Yeah. And
2: <laughs> well, that's interesting. Cause like, even from like a talent perspective, perspective at Cameo, you know, where like okay should we take our vvip talent and put them on a private jet and take them to the masters and like you know wine and dine them you know that's a couple million dollars there but sure just stuff like that that like makes our relationships a lot better and we're giving these talent these this whole experience but in terms of what i would do with an unlimited budget <laughs> um I love a lot of programming too. So, you know, I don't like just an event where you walk in and it's a show, you know, it's like, what else is there? Are there fun games? Are, is there fun surprise acts? I love some like, you know, whether it's acting or some sort of like pop-up activations and I always love a theme. So like some sort of like holistic theme that ties in at every single piece of what the event would be and what the programs would be. Um, I love that like through line of it where the cu- the customer or consumer is very much in tune of what's actually happening at the event and they're not just they don't come out of it and are like what was that. <laughs> but it's again an experience and something that someone could learn from. So Love it. I don't know if that answers your question with the the budget, but I could do anything with the budget. <laughs> nice. I I, I
0: agree. I think it's like a, that's a nuanced point, but like so important for an experience is to have those different, it's like almost like layers of the event that the people can come in and discover. So that's not all that everyone maybe doesn't have the exact same experience. Like you have to be there for this time to see this part of it. It just makes it way more cool and like a living organic thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: This is where the metaverse will come into play in the next few years. (laughs) Because once you start weaving that in and having slightly different virtual experiences for everybody overlaid into the physical, I think that, um, I personally think that will be a very exciting time for us in our industry.
2: Yeah. I'm curious what that will look like. Rick, do you have any thoughts on that? Limitless. <laughs>
1: we don't have to worry about physics anymore. That's the best part. You know, you you don't have to worry about what you can and can't rig with that within a, you know, a building and how much that extra AV equipment is going to cost because it's done virtually. I think it's it's all a matter of when the technology gets up to speed. You know, we had a a twinkle of Google Glass several years ago, and now when you know who's going to be the major player that comes in and makes. AR innately ingrained into our life the same way a cell phone is, because just yeah. holding up your phone it d- d- just doesn 't do it. it needs to be attached to your head and comfortable and also very easy to turn on and turn off certain things that might be fed to you from like even a marketing perspective but that 's a whole nother discussion, but uh, I think an, an interesting <laughs> one to you know, think about what it might look like and, and start to, I don't know, plan for. So when the technology is finally there, we're creating something hyper cool, um, similar to what you're saying. That's not all done completely physical, uh, you know, with, Mm -hmm. with environmental just concerns in mind too, on that front. But so, okay, next question. And this one we do ask everybody, but you are by far the The best person to ask and it's relevant for you do you have a favorite celebrity you've worked with or a fun celebrity story that you can share
2: i get asked this a lot especially with all the artists i worked with at pandora um let me think i mean i love my country singers because they are Mm -hmm. just so fun and personable but so working with luke bryan was definitely one of my favorite artists that i've worked with nice. he's just so you know he's funny he's nice his wife was there he's just really i mean and he puts on a great show so in terms of talent like that but one of the coolest artists that i've ever met was celine dion Ooh. we did a yeah. very intimate show with her um her husband was still alive and she was just so funny and which i wasn't expecting mm-hmm. you know i, I she, you know, who you I, you wouldn't expect that maybe from Celine Dion, but she was she was amazing. She was a very very nice woman.
1: That's so um, that's so cool. So great to hear that. Yeah. Oh, like, because you always wonder the behind the scenes sometimes of certain celebrities that you're like, I love their music or I love what they do, and then then you find out when you're one on one or hear people work with them, they're like, oh, this person right. is genuinely a great. I remember we were in Vegas a couple of years ago, and me and my wife went to the Celine Dion concert and. Within the first, I don't even know, 20 seconds of the first song, I look over and there's just tears streaming down tears. my wife's face. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I'm i not crying, but I am also fully moved and captivated right now with this woman's voice. But that's uh, oh yeah, so great. It was
2: wild. The show we did with her, people, it was at the Edison Ballroom in New York City. And we opened the doors because she wanted to walk through the crowd to get to the stage, which was... Security risk, Mm -hmm. but she wanted it, so we did it. And we opened the doors, and people just start screaming and crying and like going nuts. And I was like, I've never seen this before in my life.
1: It's so wild,
2: yeah. So fun. Um, I do have a bad story. Not a bad story, but we—I was doing a show with a sponsor in Vegas, and Little Wayne was the performer, and he didn't show up. Oh, so. everyone was waiting for like two hours oh it was my god. it was such a mess and you know of course having like a sponsor involved it gets a little messier but um he didn't show up but thank god we had an amazing dj and the dj performed or stayed on and then little wade's dj actually came and you know did some of his songs so it ended up working out and of course we opened it up to open bar so people stayed but
1: right. <laughs> yeah <that's... laughs> it was just
2: one of those like bummer moments that, that you don't want to relive
1: no totally right? i mean then you have to try and explain yourself to it's that's impossible we had our, yeah. our we next had question was calls. oh lots yeah yes
0: <laughs> yeah lots so many close calls we're like they're not gonna make it <laughs> you gotta get up there like what do what you do in that moment and, yeah and i feel like we've always like somehow inched out and like this performer shows up at that very last second it's like okay I they know. just pulled up kind of on stage but it's like you lose a couple of years of your life
1: totally oh yeah With the stress yes. totally
2: <laughs> yeah that only happened once in the like eight years i was at pandora so thank god yeah oh my gosh yeah. Yeah. well then
1: that answered our last question that we always ask is tell us an event horror story i think you i think that's it if that's your one unless you've yeah. got something else sneaky
2: i probably do i i feel like i block it out <laughs> we all try to <laughs> uh I gotta think of that one but no that was definitely one of the worst the worst moments oh my gosh <laughs> or the it most disappointing like guys, moments <laughs> I think that's
0: another very strategic decision is to turn it into an open bar uh-huh. There you go. oh come. yeah
2: I mean people will stay for free drinks <laughs> <Good> pivot. <laughs> sometimes that's the only reason they come so
0: <laughs> <laughs> um well this has been awesome Jess definitely. thank you for joining us um to hear a little bit about what you're doing at cambio and also like everything else you've been up to i think there's lots of good nuggets
2: of advice um definitely yeah, so thank you for joining yes, us thank you so thanks much. for having me i appreciate it and hope this was helpful to at least someone who listens
1: absolutely
2: <laughs> yeah absolutely Thanks for listening to
0: Experiential Alchemy, a podcast by Agency EA.
1: For more information, visit us at agencyea.com or follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, and TikTok. See you next time.